Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best fictional time travel device. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Best fictional time travel device. Okay, see, I think by that last one, you might be putting your thumb on the scale. I don't think anybody's going to hear it. I don't know if anybody's going to hear it. <laughs> That's a good point. Shall we get started? Yeah. What's I up, Hal? Uh, I, I don't know. I thought we had started. You know what? Let's get in our time machine and go okay. back and to see. the very beginning of this episode. That's, a, what that's up? What Hold on. You have access to a time machine? You want to go back 90 seconds? Yeah. Look, there are some time machines that I have looked at in this deep dive of time machines that do only take you back a very brief amount of time. You know, you are stepping over dollars to pick up pennies, my friend. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. I'm Show Mark. The, oh, yeah, I'm Hal. You were you were taking a sip, so I nope. was going I was going to do the other thing, and I, I didn't want to. I changed my mind. We're changing That's it fair. up. It you know what? Feel authentic. Let's get back in our time machine. What is up, people of the world? And welcome. We got this with Mark and Hal. You know, I'm, sorry, I'm, back to, in oh, wait, this I'm time still eating lettuce. The lettuce traveled time. back with me. It oh, reached no. into my mouth. All right. Let's try one more time. Let's get back in the hold on. Let me flip okay. these switches here. Great. And uh all right, here we go. Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. The show that touches the debates that nobody else settled. No, wait, we've got to go back. What? It's your kids, Hal. This got to be it. something done about your kids. <laughs> what do we become assholes? <laughs> All right. You said you did deep research on this. I'm going off of the top of my mind. Let me let me just say a few. We're not going to. Okay. We'll discuss these. Okay. Sure. I didn't do One deep is, research on this. Yeah, yeah. One is a, a phone booth with the skeleton of an umbrella on top of it. Yes. That is, by the way, uh, the phone booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent yes. Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted's, what was it called? Final Act? I don't remember. Bill what and Ted the Face movie. the Music. Face the Music. Then uh, you have the TARDIS, which is, I do a, have which the is a police call box, I think, or yes. just a call box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have whatever that weird chamber is from the time machine. From the H. Time Wells. Sled. Yeah, the Time Sled. Wells, yeah, the Time yeah, Sled. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe the prettiest out of all of them. Sure. We have the DeLorean, obviously. Sure. A We've very got good the, the Time Turner from the world of Harry Potter. We do have the Time Turner from the world of Harry Potter. Uh, we have taking your Federation starship and slingshotting yourself around the sun to generate enough speed to go back in time. Uh, sorry. What was this? Oh, deep nerd cut that you just, uh, really? that you, you just don't in sliced Trek- across my arm. No, listen, in Star Trek four, mm-hmm. the voyage home. Sure. They determine they have to go back in time because this weird space poop with a marble sticking out of it is making humpback whale calls. There haven't been humpback whales for centuries. Right. They got to go back. I remember so this particular episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. This is <laughs> so. Well, let's go back in time. We'll see it together. Okay, let's go back in time and uh, and we will go back and recreate. Go back to the moment that we did that particular episode where we talked about this movie. Let's grab Doc because he was there. That's true. Doc was there. So the idea is Spock is like, well, there's a theoretical practice that if you slingshot yourself around the sun at mm-hmm. a certain angle, you generate enough speed to travel back in time. So that is the okay. that is the mechanic by which they travel back. 
Gotcha. There is, if we're talking about doing slingshot moves around celestial bodies, we also have to talk about Superman flying so fast that he makes the world spin backwards yes. and time goes in reverse so that he can save Lois Lane's life. I mean, a device could be a machine. A device could be a plot device in a movie that they used to turn back time. Right. Well, that's it's, it's funny you mention that because I do have a way to divide this up into a few different categories. The main category being actual time machines. But there are also, oh, this one's good. I'm going to have to turn the chat off for this one. Ken's going to be chiming in a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Ken brings in another one. This is from. Yeah. Avengers Hold on a second. Game. Let me. I think what we ought to do is break them into different categories because time machines, like physical objects that take you back or forward in time are only one version of this. There are all different kinds of versions of time travel. And I think, mm -hmm. how about before we go to the break, we'll talk about many of the non-machine versions. And then after the break, we'll really dive into the machine-based time travel methods. Okay, just to be clear, when you say mm -hmm. machine-based... Do you mean like an object that you do something to an object that is a time machine? If you could call a okay. thing a time machine okay. within the story. So the chamber from Quantum Leap would count as a machine because you go in, they press the buttons and they send you back in time. See, I wouldn't necessarily call that a time machine. I would look at Quantum Leap almost as psychic time travel. No, I, you know mean, I mean, the, the, the he's he not actually, physically going back in time. No, he, it's he is. His, his mind is going back well, in time in the body of the other person. Sort of. The what Outlander it is, is they're, style. They're like projecting the other person. Right. He's not taking over somebody's mind. He's his own body. But to everyone else, he looks like whoever he's leapt into. Gotcha. Meanwhile, whoever he's leapt into is in the chamber and looks like him. Right. So that is, That's that right. Is, I remember there were a few episodes yes. where we got to see that side of things because uh, Sam yes. would get in trouble every once in a while. They they did it, I think, pretty famously. I think in the Lee Harvey, one of the Lee Harvey Oswald episodes, I think there was yeah. a two-parter, but the Lee Harvey Oswald storyline, I think you go back and uh, you do see him in the chamber there. That's, I think that's one of them. All right. So, but that would and be then a I would, machine. That would be, yes. yeah, I, yeah, I guess it would be a machine. Uh, ones that's, ones that are not a machine based one would be like a time loop. Like Groundhog Day is a time travel movie. That particular version of time travel, I would argue, is one of the worst because it takes you back to the same day over and over again. And you have absolutely no control over when the loop is going to end. It's probably going to be one of the time machines with buttons, I would assume. Right. Yeah. A thing that we can control. In fact, I have also written down and we can get to this. You know what? We might as well start with this as we often do criteria to think about. So I'm going to give you a few criteria I'd love to think about in this, and you can add or subtract or move up in importance as necessary. Funny that you mention Quantum Leap, because one of the more negative, I guess, considerations to take into account on this, uh, along with limitations that a certain method of time travel would have, is complicatedness. If I have to think about how the machine works too much and what all the rules are surrounding it, I feel like I'm going to lose the story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, here's the problem. This is the inherent problem of all time travel, right? Is mm -hmm. when you and why time travel is super theoretical. And as far as science is concerned right now, does like you cannot, you can't travel faster than the speed of light. That's what it required to manipulate time. Right. Therefore, 
It's not possible. My dad so would once disagree. Once you get with you. into all of the paradoxical pieces of it, you get into, mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's like the main thing. And that's the main problem with the time travel movies. Everything you do affects everything else. Right. And every movie tackles that in a different way. You know, Back to the Future is very much about not changing, like trying to just change the thing that's supposed to happen the way it is. But he's already started a chain reaction of events. That's why you have the Lone Pine Mall, because he knocks over one of the pines. Right. And a few other, like, you know, there are other changes outside of what happens with his immediate family, obviously. Yeah, look, man, that, of all of the time travel movies, Back to the Future is one of the greats, but boy, are there some holes in that plot. But they all do. There is no time travel movie without plot holes. Even Endgame tries its best to go, well, this is, every time you time travel, you're not going back, you're branching out the timeline. So you're just creating timeline branches. That's all you're doing. And that um, is another version of, uh, that I wanted to ask you about. This We're going to go all over the place on this episode, sure. People of the World. You know how this is going to go. Um, this is another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is, in the same way that a loop is a time travel thing in a movie, what do we think about parallel timelines? Something like It's a Wonderful Life. Is that a time travel movie? No, I don't, I don't think Christmas Carol is time travel either. Because well, you, you not a Christmas Carol because he can't affect it. I guess that's right. true. Uh, Jimmy Stewart can't affect it either. Yeah. He just sees how his life would be like, here's the alternate timeline. You're just a, a viewer. You're right. not a participant. Fringe did own. this. And, uh, there was a, what was the Star Trek that did this look at a parallel? Uh, well, there's, there's a mirror. Taking a different path. Yeah. And then the final episode, like there, uh, there's a lot of that in that generation. A, a lot of Star Trek deals with it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like most of these are going to be machines and stuff. Like the time turner is a machine. It's oh, an sure. Hourglass. You turn it sure. upside down. I just wanted to talk about some of these yeah. other different ways that time travel happens in movies. In the okay. movie Interstellar, it is a wormhole that they travel through. Yes. What about the time traveler's wife, where it's like a biological disorder? It's a disorder called chrono impairment that causes him to involuntarily time travel. So he has no control yeah. over it. He just travels around. I look, I, and that, that's another version of it that is not based on a machine that has an operator where someone can control the method of time travel. And I feel like that falls under the limitations to think about is this is a thing that we are not able to control. I would love the version of time travel that we can control. Yes. Even a TARDIS isn't always accurate. To, uh, yeah, by, by and large, it, like, by and large, but you can't have anything time travel without it getting messed up at some point and be like, oh, right. we overshot. We want to, sure. and it's broken. We've got, oh no, we, our antenna's broken. Fix it. Yeah. Get some gum. So I think it's fair to say we want mm. something that's as accurate as possible. Yeah. So like the flash can go back in time or go forward and think by running fast. That's not always the most accurate. Right. But you um, just said that this is not possible. So is there really any accuracy? But I mean, like, in the fictional world, how accurate is the device? Gotcha. If you were to pick one of the – like, the way I think of it for best is literally the best. If you had mm-hmm. a buffet of all these different methods of time travel, which one would you choose knowing that you wanted it to be accurate, you wanted it to not cause you any pain, mm-hmm. you know, you want the machine to remain intact, like the integrity of the machine is important. Yeah, you can't – I do not want to get there and find broken pieces when I get there. Exactly. I also hear some of the other criteria that I had written down. Mm. Again, limitations and complicatedness being the more negative ones. Uh, functionality and capability being a thing that I think is very important. What can it do? What can't it do? Ease of use. 
I think is going to be something that we yeah. uh, have to check out. And really, to be honest, coolness. <laughs> you want it to be cool, right? You want it to be cool, man. If you're making a time machine, not to quote what is an inevitable finalist, I figure why not do it with style? Yeah. You know? If you had a completely functional, hyper-accurate, and safe manner of time travel that mm-hmm. was like sitting on a toilet that, as it moved, made loud fart noises, both on takeoff and landing, so wherever you are, mm-hmm. you know, you're around people, and they just hear what sounds like gastric distress, but you're like, hey, I'm traveling to ta- I have to go save the president. But all they hear is like... How? You're telling yeah. me that those times that we've shared a hotel room in the past when doing conventions or I was saving the president. shows out of town, you were saving the president. Oh, you, you know, it's because I always say it like, Hey, I got to go save the president. You're like, yeah. Oh, he's using code. Yeah. yeah I thought that just meant I literally just have to go poop, but that was you saying yeah. I actually have to go. So at that point though, it's not the toilet so much as it's you, Hal. The secret is with you the whole time. No, well, it, no. Haven't you noticed you've been on it? Was what I'm saying. You probably how? thought it was me, but it's just the device. Kohler makes a time uh, machine that only I have access to because I uh won like um uh, a drawing, let's say. And well, okay. What do you mean? Hold and, on. What do you mean? Let's say. You know, I mean, like, like you know, I'm just like that's what I'm saying is what I mean. That's like something uh, we say in Philadelphia. So. You know, you get on this toilet and it makes uh-huh. these noises that are. So it's not you that's making those noises. It's the no, toilet. Okay. It's right. And the, and the exhaust fan is what powers it. Oh, okay. Okay. But this, uh, but this, I, I found that out in a hotel room. Did you, are there more than one of these? Was it in the hotel that they had? I bring one? it with me. Oh, you bring, okay. You bring it with you. I it's see. Like that's a, why you get to the airport so yeah. early. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can like shrink it and make it bigger. This, this part of it. It's a very advanced toilet. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah, but that's what that is. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about all of the great physical time machines that have taken moviegoers back and forth in time to much complication and dramatic tension and hilarity for the past several decades, or the future several decades. How's that sound? That sounds good. I got to go save the president anyway. We'll be right back. What? I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests. And bring them down to our level. We get stupid with Judy Greer. My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Patton Oswalt. Can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Okay, zebras, uh, orangutans. Oh, yes, sorry. Hi. I'm not used to the animals talking. Uh, Who are you? Yes, my name is Carrie Poppy. I co-host a podcast called Ona Ross and Carrie. This is my co-host Ross right here. Okay. We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal, and we were wondering if we could get on the ark. You did come two by two. I Thank appreciate you. that. Though most of the things I'm letting on the ark don't talk. I'm going to be talking all up on this boat. Do you mind both? I prefer ark. Or okay, barge. I'm not listening, but. If you let me on, mm-hmm. then I will make my really good podcast on your boat. Can you bar. at least help clean up all the poop? I guess I don't see why not. Well, I'll check out the podcast. Where do I find it? It's on MaximumFun.org. All right, let's get nitty gritty on some of these great time machines. <laughs>
Here's the ones that I think we, uh-huh. I, here's the ones that I think have a shot. Uh huh. The Back to the Future DeLorean. Sure. The TARDIS. Okay. The Time Turner. All right. The Hot Tub Time Machine. Sure. Bill and Ted's phone booth. Yeah. I don't want to say the displacement sphere because it only takes Terminators back to kill people. <laughs> it's not really a device. Well, it is a device, but it's like, hey, you want a bunch of lightning in you? Yeah. And then the Time Stone and Pym Particles from the Marvel Universe. Do you not want to count taking your starship and slingshotting around the sun? Because that's a fun one. It is fun, that. but it doesn't feel like a time machine. But you're in a, you know, like a a, a spaceship. You're going back in time. Do you want to keep that one on there, Hal? I think we should. What about the time doors from Loki? Where they can just, sure. you know. Okay, doors. let's, how about we do this right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's pick one Marvel one. There are three Marvel ones. We'll pick one Marvel one to go through. This will be a mini episode right here. You've got Pym Particles, the Time Stone, and the Time Door from Loki. I think the Pym Particles, because the Time Stone seems to affect time for everything else. It would have to work with like time and space together to travel you back, because that's all you're really doing, right? Is like, oh, the apple's eaten, the apple's not eaten, the stone right. is destroyed, I'm fixing it. I'm turning back time on everything else myself. I'm not really traveling technically yeah. through time. I guess that's true. So, you're, but aren't, aren't all of these you manipulating time or? Yeah, but that one just feels like, uh, I'm going to make that egg unscrambled. Like, yeah, it, it, does, it like feels even... like, it feels like a dial as opposed to a, I'm going to yeah. get in this cool thing that's going to take me away to another world. You're limited by how far you can twist your hand in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's really the extent of how much time you can manipulate. Yeah. All right. So what do we w- remind me what we said on the list? Uh, we got the DeLorean. We have yeah. two different phone booths, the TARDIS and the one from Bill and Ted. Yeah. The Time Turner. Yep. Is the ship from Flight of the Navigator, doesn't that travel through time as well? Or am I mistaken on that? I don't know. And that alone makes me think it's not going to yeah. win. Yeah, it's not going to win. It's a fun movie, though. I haven't it seen is a really before. fun movie. So of the Marvel ones, we've got the Pym Particle and the Time Door. I just like the Pym Particle. As a fun thing that travels through different movies. The time door is cool in Loki, but that whole series is about time travel. So there's lots of little components. Having a little vial of something that can do so many things is a lot of fun. And you have to combine Tony's, uh, his GPS, the device he makes, Mm -hmm. because that's what allows them to control where they're going. Because otherwise, and when we're talking about Avengers Endgame now, in Endgame, yeah, that's that's the the pin particles shrinking down small enough to go in the quantum realm. His device is what allows them to decide where they're going. Yeah, they enter it into their watch and they or the thing on the back of their hand, and then then they hit it, and that's what makes them go. Right. Uh, so it's a combo. It's a combo deal. That one. Yeah. Let's talk uh briefly about the hot tub time machine. What are the controls on that? I don't remember how they control that. I think it's Chevy Chase does it. Like something breaks and like Chevy a Chevy, radio Chevy falls. Chase in yeah. Chevy Chase is like the weird. He's like the the. You know how sometimes there's someone like who's like, well, I guess you needed to learn a lesson. That's oh, his geez. role in yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine. He's the the fix it guy for the resort. That's right. Yeah, I like that one. It's fun. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think that's our winner. No, I no, feel like right now the the game we need to play just to get to the meat of this is mm-hmm. we can go through some of these and are they going to beat the DeLorean, the TARDIS, or the phone booth? 
Okay. Those are the three I would put up to the end. But let's see if any of these can kick those off of the mountain. All right. So I don't think the hot tub time machine can do it. Do you think the pin particle can do it? Mm, I don't know. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> it is pretty, pretty cool. Exci- it's the pin particle combined with the Tony Stark. Yeah. And you fly. Set. You fly through time. But the thing is. Conduits. You're like. Yeah, but I want to look at a cool thing. Remember, we got to have the coolness factor. And the little wrist thing is cool. It's not as cool as the two phone booths in the car. <laughs> you think a nice watch is not as cool as a phone booth? Yeah, no, man. Well, there goes that episode idea. <laughs> phone booth or watch. Phone booth or watch. Yeah, guess Damn what? It. We're done with that one. What else do we have? I'm, I'm looking at my list now. Slingshotting your starship. Now, here's now, what's you cool. You really want to keep that one well, in no, there, no. Don't you? Well, we need to talk about it because it's a cool okay. Federation starship. So you got, or in this case, it was a Klingon bird of prey, but you right. could do it. You could really do it with any ship that we, I think you do warp 10 around the sun. I think that's, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know why I didn't think of the warp 10 part of it, but here's the cool part is while you're traveling through time, you get to see a bunch of ceramic busts of whoever's on the ship just sort of appearing. So you get what? to see like, Oh, if they were doing like a death mask for me, here's what it would look like. <laughs> There's marks. By the way, have you seen the Death Mask collection at Alamo Draft House? Did you ever see that in New York when we were there? No. They have a bizarrely large collection of Death Masks from every celebrity that you can imagine got one when they were fashionable. Anyway, if you're in New York, go check that out. It's very strange. They have like Moliere and Lincoln and I think, I mean, they go back to like the 17th century. It's wild. I think the only one I've ever seen was Frank Nitty's death mask, which was at the FBI headquarters. Who was Frank Nitty? He uh was like Al Capone's like enforcer kind of hitman guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about death masks, which are mm-hmm. in a way a bit of a sort of time travel. So is a book. What about a book, Mark? A book can How, take you anywhere. Oh my gosh! If we pick book as the best version of hey, time travel. What? What about that hat store from Reading Rainbow? <laughs> he goes back to the medieval times, but he thinks he does it. It's like uh, a red fair. He's just traveling to different places in our time. <laughs> He's like, doesn't this take me anywhere other than like a model train museum? <laughs> this one goes to Dragon Con. This one goes to Emerald City Comic Con. This one. Go- oh, I see what's happening. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> I get it. All right. Well, let's talk about the big three then. How's that? Sure. The DeLorean, the TARDIS and the phone booth. So you're getting rid of the time turner, huh? Oh, we didn't talk about the time turner. This comes down to limitations for me because yeah. the time turner can only go back like a very brief amount, unless you're standing there spinning it all day. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still a cool. But yeah, it's neat. It's, it's a, a cool neat piece plot of jewelry device for the book. It just explains yeah. how she was able to take a bunch of classes at once. Like she's to take classes. She's not going back to like, you know, yeah. take care of baby Hitler or something like you have a time machine and the thing you're going to do is take more classes. Come on, Hermione. For someone well, how many times it, the greater good. But look how many times she, but like she had, she would have to turn it all day to get it's, her back to oh, Mark. You what if she's going to go child. kill the, if she's going to go kill the baby Hitler, how many times is she going to have to spin that thing before she gets to Austria in the 1890s? It's so easy. I can't believe I have to explain this to you. Okay. You go to Austria. Then you uh-huh. put the time turner on a pinwheel and you spin it. You just keep spinning it like you're heading to the showcase showdown. Yeah. Pinwheel, pinwheel spinning around. 
Look, look in this crib, and see the Hitler I found. All right. I mean, the DeLorean would be good because you could just run the baby over. All right, go ahead. Sorry. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about, jeez. Let's talk about these three looking at the different criteria and let's start with the DeLorean. I say complicatedness. It's a little complicated. It's got the flux capacitor, but it's like there are a few different bells and whistles within it, but it's a car. You hit 88 miles an hour. You go to where you want to go. If as long as you can get the car to 88, yeah. it can travel to where you want it to travel to. The big issue with mm-hmm. the first DeLorean, the one that mm-hmm. we see in the initial Back to the Future, except at the end, is that you need plutonium, plutonium. to make it run. Yeah. However, if you're going to take any version of – if you're going to take the premier version of that car, you take the one from the end of Back to the Future and from Back to the Future 2. Right, Mr. Fusion. It just, yeah, it has Mr. Fusion, so you just put garbage in it, yeah. and and it can fly. I mean, it's a pretty perfect time machine. As time machines go, it can fly. It's got all the coolness points in the world. Environmentally, not as bad as the first version that uses plutonium. Yeah. More, I would say more practical than the train version from part three. Sure. Even the one he does at the very end that can fly. Oh, yeah. When Jules and Vern. Ah, the Transformer is pretty cool. But it's also a whole train. It's just too much. Yeah, it's a whole train. The DeLorean, the DeLorean is going to be tough to beat. It's cool. It's got gull wings. It's made the DeLorean cool. It's stainless steel. The whole Mr. Fusion, the flux capacitor, the digital screen that tells you where you're coming from, where you are and where you're going. What about, um, if it runs out of fuel, you get caught in 1885 or if you show up. And a group of indigenous people are attacking your car because they don't know what it is and you're encroaching on their land. So why wouldn't they? And they shoot your fuel line. Then you're stuck again. And you got to push. You got to basically run your car over the train to get where you're going. I guess that is a major problem. If you ran out of fuel. If you run out of fuel, getting up to 88 miles an hour and even getting up to 88 miles an hour with fuel is not necessarily easy in this situation. You know what I mean? Because you're very conspicuous or you've got. You might not have paved roads. <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. in the old west. Yeah, fuel is a thing. Huh. Something to consider. Something to consider. Something to consider. So we've talked about coolness, ease of use, functionality. It does, it travels through time. That's what it does. It does one also thing and it does it very well. Also, it's also a car. Sure. You can get you around. Yeah, you can you get have, you around. If you have enough fuel. Yeah, but don't waste that fuel because you don't know when you're going to wind up, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Unless you bring stuff with it. You really want to carry around a bunch of gas cans with you no i don't want to drive around with gas cans like those people that went and bought all the gasoline and just filled it up in trash bags and threw it in the back also, of their trucks here's the other thing and i couldn't get yeah, this is a time travel movie if you can if you could mr fusion can power the flux capacitor mm-hmm. why can't it just power the rest of the car why is there still a need for gasoline yeah in the 21st century you know what i don't know how there's no answer. why didn't marty mcfly's parents realized that he looked exactly like the one most important person during the formative years of high school that got them together. Because they're stupid. Well, now. Now I feel mean for He's asking an idiot. the question. Is that what it is? He's an His idiot. parents George are probably <laughs> idiot too. His parents are probably idiots, too. Have you ever well, have a child like a that? On you? Yeah. She's, she, you know, they're dumb. Jeez. All right. So let's talk about the TARDIS. Sure. Not as cool to look at because it's nice. 
just a call blue box. phone booth. Sure, call still, box. Still cool looking device. The the best part is it's huge inside. That's the thing that that's the thing where I think its functionality beats the other two, hands down. Yeah, it does a lot more than just travel through time. Talk about some of the things that uh because you're more of a Whovian than I am. Talk about some of the things that a TARDIS can do. It can travel all over the place. Travels through time, space, and time. And that's the 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 method of travel for a time lord. So you can go, you can hang out there. You're in comfort. You yeah. get where you need to go. You do you do your thing, and then you move on. I think the giant space inside with the room for all of the instrumentation that you need is yeah. an important part of it. And hey, if you like Doctor Who, it's like a museum up there. All the wardrobes are there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they take the new form, they still have, they keep the old outfit. They just get sure. hung up. There's the a scarf room, I assume. Yeah, scarfs, ties, bow ties, yeah. sneakers, pants, trench coats, everything. Anything so many trench coats. Hats? So many trench coats. Tons of hats. You wouldn't believe the hats. But, uh, I, like, that's the thing. It's like, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's a very easy device to use. Mm-hmm. You put in the date, you press the two, you press what would be the pound and asterisk buttons, mm-hmm. and then you travel, and then you're you're there, wherever you're going. You yeah. put in the exact date, you know where you're going, no problem. The trouble is, Bill and Ted, for their history report, are just bringing back all these historical figures. It gets to a point, very quickly, where it's very uncomfortable to travel. Yeah. You can travel in a TARDIS. In. You can travel, you, they could have all fit easily in a TARDIS and probably more, you know? Yes. They could have brought Plato and Aristotle as well as Socrates. That's right. They could have brought the princesses with them. They wouldn't have had to leave them and go back and get them. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the, if we're comparing phone booths now, the ease of use of the Bill and Ted phone booth is, I don't know, offset by the size limitations of that phone booth. Right. The TARDIS, its vast interior and seemingly endless capabilities are offset by the fact that it's pretty difficult to use the TARDIS. Right. Or do we want to look at this from if you and I encountered said time machine, would we be able to use it and do it effectively? Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like two of them we could pilot. We know how to use yeah. it. But a TARDIS, we don't. We don't so one of its limitations is you have to have you have to have a doctor who can lord, control yeah. the thing. A time lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like as a device, mm-hmm. it's not uh, – Ken's saying not necessarily. Ken, do you just want to come on mic and give a quick drop in here on this? No. Let's keep going. This is going to – this that's going to extend the episode by an hour and a half. It will not. I just – if he wants to give a – like if you want to give like 30 seconds on uh, why somebody else can pilot it. Go ahead, Ken. Okay, the Time Lord and the Companion can pilot the TARDIS, but if you have a TARDIS, if you and I, Hal, want to travel through time and we have a TARDIS, Mm -hmm. we also need a Time Lord or a Companion in order to pilot the thing for us. Right. Or we have to be a Time Lord or or Companion. Right. Which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I haven't, I mean, I already have my degree. I can't go back to school and, like, get a Time Lord ship. Yeah, I I have a mortgage to pay. Yeah. I'm paying that down, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing with the TARDIS is it gets to pick who travels at it, like who can operate it, right? Like yeah. they, it, the device has a say. The, the other devices have no say. Yeah. They move at your discretion. I want you and I to be able to go in this thing and control it and not have it spit us out. Well, then the TARDIS is out. 
Yeah. I, man, that's tough. I didn't, I thought the TARDIS would. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about the, uh, the pilot, the necessity of a pilot for a TARDIS. So now it comes down to Bill and Ted's phone booth or the DMC DeLorean. I guess it's not a DMC DeLorean. That's like saying pin number. That's true. The you know DeLorean what DMC stands for. Yeah. It's the DeLorean yeah. Motor Company. Correct. Yeah. Jeez. I'm attached more to the DeLorean, obviously. Yeah. But I think, and really both of them break. It's like a yeah. problem each time, but they're able to fix the phone booth with chewing gum. Yeah. Just put the pieces on. So it's much easier to fix. Like you don't have to deal. And by the way, DeLorean's notoriously bad cars. Look cool. <laughs> sure. Bad car. Yeah. So I don't know the quality got, of the phone inside the booth, but if it's Bell, it's probably good. I think it was. I think it was Pacific Bell, wasn't it? Well, there you go. But now think about this. They only were able to fix that because they had gum on them. If they didn't have gum on them, you know, gum as we know it was invented in the early 20th century by Wrigley. Before that, people were using uh, Chicle. Yeah. So, you know, arguably that is newer technology than the fuel for the DeLorean. Yes, but glue has existed for a long That's time. That's true. Tree sap, sap has, has existed. existed. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of things you use to stick it. It's just a mechanical funnier. repair. Yeah. It's funnier that they were using like bubble tape or whatever yeah. gum they had around for that. And you can fit a few more people in it. Like the DeLorean, you see when they have three people in there, they're pushing it. They're yeah. pushing it real hard. Like Jennifer's going lapses on Marty, but like it's not a comfortable <laughs> lapses where everybody's thrilled. No. You know, it's. <sighs> It's tough because I go, I think the better, objectively cooler, better time machine apparatus is the DeLorean. Mm -hmm. But if I'm ever stuck, I feel like I could get out of a sticky spot with the phone booth from the Bill and Ted movies. I mean, they're in caveman times. When they yep. get the gum and put it back together, there are no resources around for them and they're still able to get back home. To me, paramount in time travel is my ability to get back home. Well, here's something else too. What else yeah. do you need to time travel? George Carlin? DeLorean. No, no, with the DeLorean. Oh, with the DeLorean? You need fuel. You need to punch everything in. What else do you have to do? You have to hit 88 miles per hour. And what does that mean you need? Gasoline. A runway. You need space. Yeah. You need when space. You, when you use the phone booth, you just drop through a time hole in the floor. Yeah. And when you land, you come through it. You're taking up only the space that a phone booth occupies. Yeah. And I think that is so you can fix it with it's a lot easier to carry around a couple packs of gum than it is a roadside assistance kit. Yeah. And fuel and garbage. Yeah. To run on Mr. Fusion. Yeah. You don't have to carry garbage. I'm pretty sure throughout history and civilization, it's been pretty easy to find garbage if you want to. I don't know. I mean, I will. Yeah. Usually a lot of times it's just out in the street and in people's yeah. homes. Is I I think it's the phone booth, Mark. I, I really, can't believe I was so certain it was going to be the DeLorean, but I think it's the too. phone booth. Boof. I just <laughs> said the phone booth. The phone I booth. think it's the phone booth because you can always get home. Did you say Boof because you were thinking of the other seminal 1980s Michael J. Fox movie, Teen Wolf, uh, where the girl he ends up with is Boof? No, I was actually thinking of it because I was thinking about Lincoln from before we were talking about him and he was killed by John Wilkes Boof. 
people in the world. If you're going to travel back in time, you need something accurate. You need something simple. You need something you can repair. You need something that doesn't require either you to take off and clear some trees or have enough space on the road to hit 88 miles per hour. And that's why you have to forego the very cool looking car and get in the phone booth that Rufus brought to you. And hey, if you need to hook onto it, you can use a guitar as a grappling hook. He does that in, in the sequel. <laughs> when Chuck Nostromo, the gym teacher, travels back in time. Oh. He hooks onto it. And then he's Pam Greer. He disguises himself as Pam Greer. Think of all the things that are waiting for you in the future. The only way you're going to find that is by getting in the phone booth, entering the coordinates, pressing those two buttons, and then boom, you're going to go through like a what wormhole. You get to see that. That's kind of cool. You got those cool tubes, to look space at. tubes, space tubes, space tubes, time tubes, and then time tubes. And then you, uh, you land and there you are. And you're only taking up the space of a phone booth. So there you go. That's the best time travel device. Surprise asked and answered. Wow. This took a turn. Yeah. Who knew? Well, you know what? This topic is closed. Thanks to Chris Rooney for the topic. There are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group and talk about your favorite time travel devices. Any ones that we missed, you are free to discuss, but we've already decided which one the best one is. Facebook.com slash group slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, whom you can support at patreon.com. Slash Ken Plume. Also, thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity and a reason to sit down and talk about something as important and relevant and real, despite what Hal says, as time travel. So to you, I say, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.